0: across Gippsland on SCN Track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome to another edition of the Gippsland Footy Show on SCN Track Latrobe Valley 91.9. Damon Healy and Cam McFam with you this Saturday morning. We have a big show coming up with Katani President Tani Rodder to join us for a chat later on the show and shortly we'll be joined by Bo Vernon we would love you to join us and in the conversation by texting us on oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Good morning, Cam, and um, how are you this fine morning?
1: Morning, Strut. Um, honestly, mate, I think I speak for a lot of people around Gippsland and footy, probably wider than that. When I'm pretty frustrated, I think. Oh,
0: I think we're all frustrated, but um, it's uncertain times, and you know, I think. Most leagues were going
1: to be back this week and unfortunately we've just been hit another curveball. We have um, and before we do get our first guest on, I do want to speak a little bit about something um, to do with lockdowns. Um, obviously, politics aside, you can think what you think with all, all of that and whether we should be, we shouldn't be. Um, to me, that that's a different conversation to this one but... Probably a really important one to me and an important one to a lot of people. Um, I've seen on social media. A week ago, all my West Gippie friends, it's been a, a year since they all lost a friend through mental illness. I've got um, two guys I played junior sport with down in East Gippsland who we lost a year ago. Um, two of those three in particular heavily involved in football. Um, now, we'll never know if, if having footy last year would have changed that but certainly the social the social side and the enjoyment can only be a good thing for a lot of people so I can only encourage everyone out there to check in with their mates, footy, netball, man woman, child, whoever it may be, check in or if you're not feeling great, reach out to someone whether that's a friend, whether it's through pro- professional services or whatever it may be because I know myself at the moment, I know plenty of mates are really annoyed and and really upset that we're not playing footy. Unfortunately, we can't change that, but we can change how people are feeling. So that was just something I wanted to get out of the way, mate, before we, before we get our guests in, to be honest. No, that's really good. You make
0: some very valid points there. I mean, um, it's like footy for all of us. You know, we play, and it's good to just go see friends and family again and go play footy with your mates, whether you win, lose, or draw. Like Obviously, winning's uh, the major thing you want to do, but it doesn't always come that way. But it's just good to, you know... I guess see people. Oh,
1: exactly. I, I actually spoke to my mother this morning. Who one of her good friends plays. For, uh, one of her good friends' sons plays for Ben Stalls. He's a really talented sportsman. I oh, know he was struggling. Like they they have nothing to play for. They're down the bottom of the ladder. But he just wanted to see his mates, and I think that that probably echoes a lot of people's thoughts. So it might be uh, worth getting on the show. Um, Clint Proctor, who's just uh, brought
0: out an app to help sporting clubs with this sort of issue, which. He's at Box Hill Hawks, who's a, um, well, he's my brother-in-law, but um, he's a Gippsland boy. So maybe we look to talk to him and, you know, the way his app's going and it might be something to change for, because it is a hard discussion at times and, you know, people have got to learn to open up and his app's another way of getting out there and, you know, trying to deal with this, this issue that's in society.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do you want to welcome our first guest on? I'm pretty excited for this one. Um, no, we haven't got our first coin yet, mate. I'll jump the gun again. <laughs> Twice in two weeks. Yeah, you might have to read the computer, mate. <laughs>
0: when it says ready and not ready, so you got to know the difference. But um,
1: hopefully we'll get Bo Vernon on the line very shortly. Um, but yeah. well, well, we might as well have a talk about him. Like He's a pretty inspirational person, let's be honest.
0: Oh, I think for, the, um, for what he's been through in his life and his positivity on it after what's happened is just unbelievable, you know, for Liam Gather for and, and Philip Olin to consider him as a coach and, you know, his record speaks for itself, um, you know, and hopefully we'll get him on very shortly and we can speak about these things. So
1: Yeah, I remember you, you've listened into to him earlier in the year when you guys had a buy, and you were incredibly impressed with him as a coach.
0: Yeah, I, I remember um, playing at Liam Gather when I was at Drawn and um, we were getting touched up massively. And um, instead of, um, or oh, actually, we've just got him on the line. Are you there, Bo? Bo Vernon. Yeah, yeah. Hey, boys, how are you? Good, Bo. You are with um, myself, Damon, and Cam uh, McFinn. H- how's your
2: morning been? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. But, um, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, has uni online this morning, so I just had to had the kids run run the muck.
0: Fair enough. Eh? On on I'm dad sure duty. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Keeping yeah. your hands full. Um, yeah, that's it. What it. Well, I just come in on that story. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, only heard Lane Gaffer and and Dron and uh, yeah. No, well, I was. I was gonna say what I found impressive
0: by you was um, you were pumping us. Um, I'm pretty sure Danny kicked about eight that day, I reckon. And um, yeah. instead of just keep putting the foot down, you decided in the last five minutes we'll um, practice for when they have closer games to. Keep the footy, and they just chipped around oh. the back line for five minutes. And I don't think I've ever seen another coach like that. So I was very impressed with that. I I don't know what your theory is behind that. Do you actually practice those sorts of things at training? And obviously, it's better to bring that on game day.
2: Yeah, well, I remember. I think that thinking that was 2017, and um, yeah, the year before 2016, we went through the year undefeated. And you you don't learn too you know too much about tight games and, and stuff like that, I suppose we are winning uh, quite easily and then got to the finals and we ended up losing so I think in 2017 maybe we, uh, some games we were getting ahead would set a target and make that, yeah you know, the score you have to sort of get to um, and, and that target was probably set at three quarter time and um, yeah, where you sort of try and get to and then if you're, you're up on that, you're sort of trying to protect your lead and if you're a couple goals from it, you're, you're playing you know, a bit quicker and whatnot, trying to to get that back. So, um, yeah, it was just a way to keep, keep it interesting the last quarter and to learn a few things and teach a few things as well.
1: Bo, do you try and keep that from a motivational side as well, just to give teams, like, you're obviously in a position where you've coached successful teams for a long period of time now. Do you do that to add motivation, to give these guys a different challenge? Uh,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, just to keep it... Yeah, definitely, uh, but I... I that being said, I haven't I haven't been doing it uh in recent years, I'm pretty sure that was probably the only year I ever did it in two thousand seventeen, I I reckon. So yeah, um haven't done it of late, but um find other ways to yeah, keep out of and just keep enjoying it, I suppose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now we've had a look. You've got a record with Philip Island of forty one and six. Your first year let you down with that record because you lost four games, but you won the Premiership that year with a scoreline of 102-3. to three. Is that the most remarkable game you've ever been a part of?
2: Oh, it was pretty phenomenal. Um Ra beat us both both times during the season that year, and they'd had a pretty tough final series um, and got a few injuries and a few sore players and, and whatnot. Um, but it was just one of those days where... Everything just clicked for us, and we just, everything, you know, we'd been working on for the year, and just everything, you know, went right for us. And it was a terrible day. Like, can't imagine being cooey up that day. Um, obviously, you had, uh, you know, a day to forget, and at three quarter time, hail was just coming in sideways for about <laughs> five minutes, I reckon. So, uh, um, yeah, it was a terrible day, but everything sort of went right for, right for us. Um, that one was, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal game. A bit different to. The two other grannies were one where both of them been under a goal. Um, you know, or one at Philippine, one at Lane Gaffer, so, yeah.
0: Um, Bo, uh, just a quick question more about yourself. Um, where, where did footy start for you? Because, like, I never got a chance to play against you before you had your accident. But where did it all start? And, you know, what was your progression through the ranks?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. so Dad dad played AFL at Richmond and Sydney and sort of oh, just really? grew up, like, loving Loving footy, dad coached as well when I was, you know, three, four years old. Well, from when I was, you know, about two or one or two till about four or five, dad coached and, um, yeah. And then again, when I was what about twelve, I reckon he coached um, as a non-playing coach uh, then as well. Oh, so just sort of always grew up around a footy club and and loving footy, and you know, you idolise your your parents and and dad being AFL footballer. Um, just gave me a massive passion for, for footy and, and loved it growing up. And, yeah, we sort of wasn't much of a junior comp around when I was younger. And um, I think Dad, with a few other people, started that junior comp, uh, you know, maybe when I was, you know, 11 or 12. Which um, junior comp but, was
0: this? Sorry, Bo.
2: Um, it was, I think, um, it wasn't until I, I moved to Phillip Island from Inblock when I was about, 11 I reckon It would have been around yeah. that time And yep. yeah it was like Langatha, Wanny, Phillip Island Stony Creek I reckon might have been in it um, yep. A few other teams And yeah That was where I started my footy And um, playing and, and loving it And played at Phillip Island um, Yeah and, and was fortunate enough to play 15s, 16s And three years of under 18s At Gibby Power Yeah um, Played in the premiership there, with um, yeah in 2005, Gippsland Power was only premiership side, and yeah with yeah with your mate uh, Danny um, and a few other boys, um, yeah and a few AFL players have gone on to do some great things like Scott Pendlebury and and Dale Thomas and the like, and yeah I was I was the youngest player in the side that year, and, uh, that was my first year at Power in the 18s, and year after I, I did my knee and missed pretty much the whole year, and the year after that I had Injury after injury as well But um, Trained at Collingwood and Richmond But missed out On um, being picked up And Yeah I went to VFL For a while Lost my passion for footy um, Didn't really like the system there But made some great mates And um, Yeah And then went back to community level uh, um, Played Played footy back um, At Phillip Island And Lane Gutter
1: yeah. Okay. So VFL because we do hear that a bit. It can chew people up and spit them out. Almost is what you hear sometimes. What? Why do you think that is, Bo?
2: Oh, I play. I play footy for camaraderie and winning and and mates and um, it was very individual. Yeah, I suppose Gippsland Power is a little bit that way as well. But um, yeah, VFL was just. I suppose when I was at Power, we had a very team orientated. You know, you everyone's there to sort of probably get drafted but um we had a very team orientated uh you know want to win um thing rather than just play for yourself and um we went to vfl and you know you'd be playing better than all the st kilda or melbourne boys not all of them but a fair chunk of them and you know you'd get maybe ousted to the twos and and uh you know those blokes would be playing ones and they wouldn't really care about winning they'd just be care about uh, getting a kick themselves to get up into the afl and uh, it just wasn't the environment for me, um, at the time and I went back on a bye weekend to play with my brother and mates at the island and I just loved it and uh yeah, just sort of sent my passion for for footy and for um yeah, for VFL. Um yeah. Out the door sort of thing.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Now you mentioned your brother. I um did play directly on him one day when I was back at Bensdale. I haven't been able to play. I wasn't able to play against you. Did you have the same level of competitiveness?
2: Oh, probably, yeah. I reckon I'd probably have a bit more competitiveness than me, than me wow. brother. I was probably a bit over the top, but yeah, he's, um, he's a hell of a player. I'd hate to play on him. Like he just, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's so good one on one, and his attributes—you know—with his speed and jump and strength. Um, yeah, he'd be a hard player to play on.
1: Yeah, keep wrapping him up because I didn't get a kick that day. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Bo, how are you? Um,
0: keeping the team together with these, obviously, with COVID around, you know, a bit of a stop-start. Um, how, how do
2: you keep the boys motivated? Because, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a challenge. Um, I think first and foremost, what we got to understand is that footy, you know, um. Not about you know. It's easier to say, I suppose, when you've been in a winning culture. But it's not about winning and, and losing. It's about you know. I suppose when I think about community football, I think what you know what's a purpose, and its purpose is to be a part of something all together, and to get a, you know have an outlet from work and from uh, from family or, or whatnot, and to to have fun and enjoy um, playing footy and and getting around people and and to feel a part of something. And um, it is hard in these times to uh you know be connected when when we keep going into these lockdowns and whatnot and um but I think yeah the number one focus of clubs should be not about you know keeping blokes fit and and motivated to succeed but just to make sure everyone's checking in with each other and connecting with each other and um yeah you know, everyone's sort of travelling all right and um yeah I think I was pretty disappointed um that West Gippsland, you know, the government said we could go back um and play football and we didn't end up and um yeah, I just think uh for mental health of people and and uh and whatnot that it's pretty important to get back and, and just play footy. Um, not for winning, not for not for, you know, um, you know, premierships or anything like that. It's just about getting back and, and getting around one another and, and connected. So yeah.
1: No, absolutely. We couldn't agree more. Um, we did also notice Cam Pedersen posted a rather passive aggressive comment on the West Gippsland page, so we thought that might have been your club's position. I um, know yeah. oh, you said oh, it's not I... about. Sorry, go on. Yeah, you're up. You're up. I oh, know you said it's not about winning or losing. Um, it is about getting people involved and looking after your people. But reality says you guys are on top of the ladder at the moment. You're 10 and 1. Potentially, it looks like now, if there's going to be a footy season, we're going to be heading straight into finals. So how do you go about managing that?
2: Uh, yeah, well, it's still unknown, isn't it, what's going to happen going forward, uh, whether we push the season back a week or two. Um, I'd love to see a grand final on um, the Friday before the AFL grand final for whichever teams um, make it. Uh, but, yeah... Um, it is it's gonna be changed but at the moment there's not much we can do. Um it's just uh you know, wait and see and hopefully we can get back training. Um sometime next next week maybe, um, or playing. Um, who knows what's going on. So yeah, it's just wait and see and um we'll just roll with the punches and do what we can and, and yeah, like I know I said it's not about winning and losing, but we still wanna create good memories and we're put in a lot of hard work this year to uh, be where we are and we've had great fun um, as a club this year. And, you know, in what tough times, we want to uh, still want to create great memories and, and um, hopefully, you know, successful ones.
0: Um, Bo, I, I see, I follow you on your Facebook page and I see you've gotten into cycling and uh, boogie boarding and that. Um, what other challenges have you got
2: ahead that you want to pursue? Um. Yeah, not not too much at the moment. Like I, yeah, I'm keeping pursuing my um, hand cycling and hopefully in the next yeah the goal is 2024 Paralympics. Um, I wanna wanna get there and, and compete well and and go well and, and yeah be a Paralympian. Um, so my hand cycling, I'm just continuing to do that. I'm um, four mornings a week for that at the moment. Um, probably. Once forty season finishes might up that to five or six, uh, maybe. Um, see how the body's going and, and what's best for me, but uh and for the family, but um yes, training for that and wanna be you know, one of my major purposes in life is to be a disability advocate and really represent our community uh well. So um doing some stuff in, in that space because, you know, prior to my accident I had no idea about people with disability and, and probably Scared of people with disability because um, yeah, it was foreign to me and, and didn't want to say or do the wrong thing towards um, people with disabilities, So yeah, I really want to just break down barriers so people can live the best life they can live live there. So there are a couple of the things I, I'm really passionate about, and, um, yeah, want to want to continue doing. And um, yeah, I don't I don't have too much um, yeah on oh. in, in in the near future on the horizon, but just. family and three kids and um
0: yeah loving that and yeah personally mate from an outsider's point of view i think you do a brilliant job in that space mate and you probably brought a lot of eyes into that space that people like myself and others probably don't know enough about so i take my hat off to you mate i think you do a brilliant job in that area and i hope you keep doing what you're doing mate because you are a big inspiration to a lot of people um yeah and yeah, and I guess you want to speak a little bit about your motivational speaking you do as well?
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, yeah, get out to a fair few schools and organisations and uh, do a fair bit of um, speaking. Obviously, that's dried up at the minute a fair bit um, with all these lockdowns and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty limited at the moment. I'll, I was thinking about maybe jumping online and maybe offering it for free just for um, some people that maybe are yeah, struggling or maybe not even struggling. Um, just in these in these tough times, you know. Like, I'm not saying everything's rosy and like that, but just um, yeah, I, I've I've learned from experience that going through tough times, yeah, is is challenging. Um, but a couple of things I've learned from it is that you grow from those experiences, and um, you know, it makes you more resilient, makes you better for the future, and. And two, what else I also learned is that the community is so important. You know when I hurt myself, had yeah, community just rally behind me, and, and that's so important. And I think in these times right now that we get around each other and support one another and support everyone. Um, in what yeah, is quite a challenging time for a lot of people at the moment.
0: Yep. Um, just another question for me. Obviously, um, I'm at the same football club as Dunny and I think he's probably the nicest bloke I've ever met. Have you got any dirt on him
2: for me? <laughs> dirt on, uh... uh oh, he's got a, got a couple of stories. Um, I might text oh, you later yeah.
0: tonight about them if we go time <laughs> on the radio. I
2: reckon, I reckon, uh, one that, you know, radio-appropriate, Dunny. Um, the boys call him the freak. Um, he's just phenomenal with some of the things you can do, um... I think last year he ran 100K. Uh, but anyway, he, um, he, uh, one time he, um, he what, just won a premiership. I can't remember where. Then he's gone on footy trip. I think it was up at the Wanderers or North, NT Thunder maybe. Uh, then he's gone on footy trip. He's got back from footy trip. Um, I think he went over to Thailand. He got back on the Tuesday. Um, hadn't done been for a run. For, for ages. Um, goes for a run on the Wednesday night and then decides to do, I think, his first marathon on the Saturday um, after all that. like He's just an unbelievable specimen, that bloke.
1: He is. He is, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, both, couldn't thank you enough for coming on. um uh, can only echo what Strutt said and have looked at your story and seen your story from afar and you are an inspiration to many people, I'm sure, across Gippsland and, and much wider within both inside the footy community and outside, mate. So, look, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, if footy gets back going, good luck for the, the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, lads. And, and just shout out to everyone. At the moment, you know, uh, lockdown 6.0. It's you know, We're used to it now, but, uh, yeah, this one probably hit me a bit harder than... Other ones that's going, oh, here we go, here we go again. Um, so just share that, to everyone, and um, yeah, make sure you're looking after yourself and and, and doing things to um, yeah get yourself in the best space possible. And, and you're not alone in, in your in your struggles. Um, a lot of people doing it tough, and uh, we'll get through it though. That's it. Thanks, mate. We All
1: have right. had it.
2: Cheers. A... See ya. We have
1: had a text here, Strut. Uh, Congratulations on the new show. And they actually really love the deep, soothing tones of your voice, apparently. So there you go.
0: Jeez, that will be about the only one person in the world that does look most soothing (laughs) tone. Um, I wonder who actually
1: wrote that in. Nah, don't know. Beautiful. All right, we are heading to the news. We will be back shortly. And we have Katani President Tani Rodder joining us.
2: Live across Gippsland on SEM track 91.9 FM. Welcome to the
1: Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show. I'm Cameron Fan and with me is Damon Strutt-Healy. Strutt, we've got some text. Remember to keep your text coming through, people. 0499 736 736 uh, You can also find our page on the SEN app. Just search Gippsland Footy Show on the app and you can listen to all our episodes on there. Usually they're uploaded later in the afternoon. And we have another guest with us, Strutt.
0: Uh, is he on already or are we waiting well, for him?
1: We uh, have got Tanny, who is from Katani Football Club. He's a president. He's a he's a premiership player, premiership player in the Alberton League for Stony Creek, I believe. Bit of a club legend down there. So it'll be good to speak to him. Good to speak to him shortly.
0: No, it will be. He's um a ripping knacker. I've had a few beers with him at a bucks party, and he was um, he was quite fun to be around. Um, I did with that previous text that came through earlier. Um, I did research the number and I know who it was So thanks for the message, Frank Um, But yeah, and obviously, um, apparently we didn't get switched over live So we're talking between ourselves with um,
1: no one listening, I guess That's nice We're just chewing the fat We do plenty of that anyway, don't we? Beautiful, so I think we do have Tanny on the line now, mate So, Tanny, welcome to the show G'day, how you going? Yeah, good, mate, good How are you? How are you going without footy at the moment?
3: Oh, look, it's, yeah, it's a funny old year, isn't it? It's um, definitely not we, what we want. It's um, a bit quiet, and uh, we'd much rather be out there having a kick of the footy, but, you know, that's life at the moment, so it, it definitely definitely uh, could be worse. Now,
0: Tani, I've got a question for you. I made some phone calls about you yesterday, and... Oh, yeah? I... I'm not sure how this is possible, but I was asked, um, what does Tanny do for a job? And I said, oh, probably a plumber or something like that. Bricky. Are you seriously an aerospace engineer? Uh Uh,
3: Yes, I am, actually. Uh, Funnily enough, and many people don't believe it, but, yeah, I was born with some brains and probably don't act like it most of the time. But, yeah, no, I am an aerospace engineer, and, um, yeah, it's an enjoyable job, challenging at times, but... Yeah, it keeps me on my toes.
0: What made you get into that? It would have been a fair while at uni, wouldn't
3: it? Yeah, I ended up five years at uni. Um, My old man's actually an engineer as well, so there's a fair bit of uh, a push from from that side. He was a a a metallurgist, a, a material engineer, so he used to take me to air shows and things when I was a bit younger and sort of... Found a bit of interest in, in air, aerospace and ended up going to uni for, for five years and now been working in the job for, I don't know, another five five or six years. So, yeah,
1: it's going all well. It's very impressive, mate. Now, Strut's just reaching for a dictionary to work out what half of those words were, so we will get back to footy. <laughs> um, yeah. do, you want to, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, um, sort of what you've done, where you're at now? Obviously, you've been at Catania a while, but I believe you had some time at the Alberton League as well um yeah do you want to give us a bit of a review of what you've done
3: (laughs) yeah no problems i'll I'll probably cop it from the boys for talking about myself too much but (laughs) that's um,
0: the whole point of this show mate
3: yeah (laughs) i did start at katani uh juniors way back that was my first year of playing i think it was in the the under uh, 17s at the time it was and I had a mate who, their te- the team was struggling for numbers, so thought I'd go down and have a try at footy and actually enjoyed it a lot and um, thought, yeah, I'm you know, half decent or at least I can win the ball, not necessarily kick the ball straight, but I can win the ball and really enjoyed it. So I stuck with it and I ended up going to Garfield after that for a year um, in the under-18s. And then I went over to Stony Creek for five or six years. I had a couple of mates who played down there. That was in the Alberton League. Um yeah, enjoyable time down there. Really good club, Stony Creek and a you know, small little town, good atmosphere and we were very fortunate enough to, to win the flag in two thousand nineteen, which was um a real highlight. I think the club hadn't won a flag for you know, forty odd years before that, so it was really a highlight in the in the, the area down you know, just past Lee and Gaffer there. So um after that I returned back to Katani, still had a lot of mates there, um and that was always the plan to go back and and have a kick at Katani so i've been there i think for the last 10 years now and you know we've had our up years and our, our down years and 2017 we were fortunate enough again to to make the grand final and win the flag and I had a, a pretty nice win over the dusties there by one point at Warrigal so it was a memorable day out there as well um, after that it was the, the next year uh, the president decided to step down he, he that was his second go at it peter duff so he he sort of wrapped it up his time as president, and the the vacancy was there, and there wasn't too much interest, to be honest, at the time. So, I thought, why not? I'll um, put my hand up and and give it a go, and and stepped into the role, and I've been in the role as president for the last, I think, four years since then. So, three or four years, yeah. But um, Sorry. but now it's been a a pretty good, pretty good sort of footy career. I've played at a couple of really good clubs and and won a couple of flags. So, you know, that's all you can ask for as a footballer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, obviously, I'm not a West Gippsland local mate, so I actually find it very hard to get dirt on people, but I've managed to get some on you. So, one of my oh, good yeah. friends actually played in the 2017 Premiership with you, and he told yep. me that one of the first initiations he had to do at Katani was sit down and watch your highlights from the Stony Creek <laughs> Premiership. Apparently, you play that every new player is required to watch them before they're allowed to play for Katani.
3: True or false? Oh, right. Yeah. I'd like to find out who the player is, but there is some truth about it. Um, I I, I, I did have a a pretty good game at at the Stony Creek game. I ended up getting the best on ground. So there was a video that someone put together and uh, many a late night the video's got to play. Um, (laughs) I think it's had about 2,000 watches and it's probably had 1,950 were me watching and showing other blokes. So (laughs) it's... um, but, yeah, no, we, we have a bit of a laugh about it. And, you know, it, it was a bit of a highlight. I actually got a couple of kicks that day. So, yeah, it's it's good fun showing the younger boys as they come through. Got to enjoy them, mate.
0: Now, Tani, I just want to quick quick talk about that goal after the siren because I just got a personal message from um, Pup saying, an aerospace engineer, that explains how the footy went through the
3: goal. So uh,
0: <laughs>
3: t- tell us all about it. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so it was a, it was a rough old game, really, a bit scrappy, and you know it was Yarrigan and, and us aren't going too flash hot this year, so it was a game that we really wanted to win, and you know we started off pretty well, came out strong in the first, and to their credit, they came back in the next three, and I think they hit the lead at about the the 17 or the 18 minute mark, and uh, I, I know what I was feeling that like the game was lost, they were up by four or five points, and. It's um, with, with about a minute to go. I think we had a, a coach, D B kicked it out of full back. He just kicked it long. I think there was a contest. Someone picked it up and kicked it long again to our forward 50, and I just ran out and tried to take a mark, and I think my opponent sort of pulled my jumper, so I got the free kick, and I reckon in the back of my mind, I knew that there was about 30 seconds to go, and I was still 65 out at the time, so there was no way that I was going to be able to kick a goal from there. And Strangely enough, one of the opponents ran through the mark, Straight through, as obvious as, as all daylight and it was a 50 metre penalty so the umpire sort of called the 50 back and as we were walking over to the mark, the siren went um, yeah pretty nervous obviously and you know, it was I was more worried about letting the boys down and that they wouldn't let me live it down if I ever, if I missed it because I was dead in front about 20 metres out uh, you know, I had every single Yarragon player around me screaming at me but Sort of just walked up and, and kicked it through with a pretty simple kick on any other day, but you know, to win a game after the siren, it was yeah, It, it you got a million things running through your mind. But luckily enough for me, it, it did go through the middle, so it was a pretty good night that night to say. And we had a few VPs, that's for sure.
1: Well done, mate. And the foot there was on, that was on tape as well, so you've got more to, more to show now. You can add that one to the highlights.
3: Um, yeah, fresh, fresh batch of the boys coming next year, they'll yeah.
1: Now, obviously, as you mentioned, when you ran through, you've been part of some successful times at Catani. Um, how do you go f- with it now that you, you guys are obviously struggling a bit? Um, sort of what are the steps that you guys as a club are taking to get back to, you know, the heights of 2017?
3: Yeah, it's, you know, it is important to, to keep in touch with the top five and make sure that you are. Uh, getting the reward for all the effort you're putting in, so it is important for us to start climbing back up the ladder. And we know that after 17 and 18, we made the finals there, and we had an older team, so we had a few boys ended up retiring. A couple of guys went to other clubs, and you know that type of thing happens. So we always knew in our mind that we're on a bit of a rebuild. Um, we, we were actually fortunate enough to win the 2017 Under 18s um, Grand Final that year as well. So we had a good bunch of young kids coming through and, and a lot of those kids now are, are stuck by the club and, and they're playing in the senior side. So we're putting a lot of emphasis this year, especially into the young kids. And, and you know, every club should be re- looking at recruiting at this point in time as well. So we certainly are looking at recruiting a few. Um, but Katani is a small town. I'm not sure if you've been through it. You, you drive through it and you blink and you miss it. So we do have to, to rely on that team you know, that mateship and the team and, and getting blokes to come because they want to be there rather than just paying out big dollars you know with pretty small club not a, not a big budget so we focus on recruiting the right people we always try to get mates to bring mates along because then we know that they fit in and, and just put emphasis on those young kids so a lot of the young kids coming through pretty exciting and, and yeah looking forward to having them at the club for you know for the next 10 15 years
1: yeah perfect and look you mentioned it there, like Katani. You blink and you miss it. And I know out that way there is a couple of strugg- a couple of struggling clubs at the moment. Do you? And it's it's obviously hard for you to say because you're embedded in one club. Do you think it's hard for you know? There's three or four clubs out that way, are pretty just basically a stone's throw from each other. Are all small communities. Do you think it's viable still having all those clubs out there?
3: I think it is. Uh, I, I definitely agree that it's not the most ideal situation. Uh, you know, I drive home from Katani. I don't live too far away in just just outside of Garfield. And you can actually see the lights on a Thursday night from the four clubs that are around us in, in Coral Inn and Garfield and Bunyip and then out. You know, we really are a, a, a stone throw away. And then Kui Ruff and Lang Lang are just down the road. So, look, there is a lot of growth out this side of, of Melbourne. Um, and we do... You know we're close enough to be able to reach into that pool where the plays coming from the the Pakenham area and then also the up area. Um, you know we still are lucky enough to get some from the Druin area, but they seem to go to clubs around Druin. Um, You know uh, from what I've seen, clubs. You know you have your ups and your downs, and it is good to see a couple of the clubs around us starting to have some up years. Um, we'll definitely be up there, but yeah, I think I think there's room for all of us at the moment for sure.
0: Uh, Tony, one thing I'm interested in is the Pumpkin Award. Where where did that come from and how did that evolve?
3: Oh, the pumpkin. The famous pumpkin. We have a a bit of a cult hero down at the, or cult figure down at Katani, Big Bryza, Brian Edwards. He's been our secretary for the last 10 years. He actually finished up this year. We've got a new secretary on board, but Brian he works at, um, manages one of the farms out at Kooierup, and one time he brought a few pumpkins along, and this was a couple of years ago now, and and he, he goes, oh, I brought these pumpkins, not sure what to do with them, but maybe we can give them away or, you know, cook them up, and we thought, oh, we'll get an award with the pumpkins, and it was a bit of a joke at the time, and, and we handed out a couple of pumpkins, and it wasn't necessarily the best on ground, it was probably leaned more towards the worst on ground originally, uh, but uh, this year we thought, why not? We'll um, we'll get the pumpkin going, and it's now one of the the top five awards. I can't think. I don't think it's the best one, but it it's certainly someone that does something special in the game. They get the pumpkin, and you get your photo with the pumpkin, and yeah, pretty you know nice little award to get. So it is a bit of a joke, but yeah, people love it, so we keep it going.
0: No, I think it's a brilliant award. It it gives you something to talk about, like especially if yeah, like, I've never been to the rooms there or anything like that and seen it being handed out. But I think it's brilliant. Um,
3: yep.
1: How how's DB going this year, mate? And is, are you looking at keeping him on for next year? I know he's obviously been a really good footballer in his day, and obviously knowing him a bit through cricket, he's a really nice bloke who I'm sure can galvanise a group pretty easily. Um, is he going to stick around and coach again next year?
3: Yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. He is a, a bloke that brings people together. You know, I, I've got a lot of respect, and I know the, the whole club does, as well as all the boys have a lot of respect for DV. So, yeah, we have reappointed him for, for next year, uh, which we're pretty excited about. And, and he's, you know, funnily enough, he started his career out of Catani as well, way back in the under-13s or, or something. So it's good to have him you know, committed to the club and he's got a couple of young kids who love being around the club as well but no, we think he's the right man um, to take us forward. He's had another stint at coaching when he was a bit younger and even he said he was probably a bit young at the time. He's a bit more mature now and and got a pretty level head so we're pretty excited to have him on board and and he's building a a couple of blokes around him to support him for next year Um, but yeah, DB is a a great man. I I don't, don't know many people that would say a bad word about him. So.
0: So is that an exclusive for us that he's re Because I haven't seen that come up in your social media or anything like that.
3: Yeah, that's an exclusive just for you. <laughs> no, Here we, we go, actually... straight. We've got something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we, we haven't announced it yet. Um, it's been discussed amongst the committee and it, we, we have spoken to him. But no, you're right, we haven't we haven't formally announced it. So there you go. Hot off the press.
0: Oh, well, you better put that up on the
1: Facebook page um, yeah. later on today. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, Tani, thank you very much for joining us. Um, really appreciate it. Obviously, we did have a little bit of dirt, so it's always always good to uh, stitch you up a little bit. But uh, thanks very much for yep. telling us uh, a little bit about yourself. And yeah, good luck for the future with Katani. Hopefully, you turn things around in the near future.
3: No, cheers. Thanks a lot, guys. It's uh, it's great to to come on on with you guys and, and actually put a bit of a, a spotlight on Katani. We are a tiny little town, so we, we do love getting a bit of attention once in a while just to remind everyone that we are out there. And, and yeah, looking forward. Hopefully we can get back and, and have another game or two this year. It's, it's looking pretty unlikely, um, but we'll, we'll wait and see how we go. But, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks, mate. Tanny Rodder joining us there for a chat. We'll be back to wrap up the show after this on the Gippsland Footy Show.
3: Live
2: across Gippsland on SEM Track
1: 91.9 FM. Welcome to the Gippsland Footy Show. Welcome back to the Gippsland Footy Show. I'm Cameron McFann and with me is Damon Strutt-Healy. If you want to keep your text coming through this morning, number is zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. You can also find our page on the SEN app. Just search Gippsland Footy Show on the app and listen to all our episodes. strutt been a great show with both of our guests, a couple of fantastic people who are involved in Gippsland footy, Um, particularly Bo, I find very inspirational person. Tanny, obviously, like all clubs, have a a just lifeblood of your your footy clubs, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, they do great things, both of them, for their respective clubs and community. I mean, Tanny's obviously still playing senior footy and... The president of a club like a bit like text last week um, secretary playing it's good to see you know young people doing it that's you know what there's plenty of people that are been doing some of those jobs for 30 years and it's good for the next people to come in and do those jobs so I mean they're two good leaders in the, our commu- in the community yeah absolutely now where were you going to be playing today <laughs> uh, we were meant to be playing near at nearham which you know normally I'd be because I'm playing twos footy, I'd be straight in the car, straight up to Neerim, and probably have about five minutes to get ready. But um, the ADFL decided to change us. We were meant to be playing at home, but apparently Allen Banker played too many home games. So we had to play, would have been near him twice at Neerim.
1: Well, that's all right. They've got a good deck. I've seen Allen Bank's deck this year and I'd rather be playing at near him like playing
0: at Newham. I did my ACL up there a few years ago. Yeah, so. okay.
1: So that was a bit of a PSA to uh, Ragger again as well, because you have told us all week that you played pretty bloody well in that practice match last week. So straight into finals and wanting in the senior spot, I think, Ragger, if you're listening.
0: Um, when Because we played a practice match last week, uh, twos V seniors, and they kicked a lot of points. So... I was counting all my kick-ins, so, you know, if you have 25 kick-ins, that's 25 touches. Jake
1: Lloyd does it every week for Sydney. You can do it for Allen Bank.
0: He's pretty handy on the old supercatch, Jake Lloyd. Yeah. um, What have you got on for us this afternoon, mate? Just sit on and watch some Netflix or something?
1: Yeah, sit at home. That's about all you can do, isn't it? Yeah. So, Uh, a bit different. I was due to rush off to MAFRA today. We had a massive game, but not to be. Not to be, so.
0: And we're MAFRA on the ladder, and you guys?
1: Uh, they're 7th or 8th, 7th uh, I think Yeah. So they're, they, I don't think they could have reached us now But it's really going to come down to whether we can get a round game or not and What happens, whether Terrell can make it or us So yeah, it'll be interesting But it's just a shame, as as we said at the start of the show for, for those on the radio that heard it And those on the app I don't think heard it Was yeah, It's just a shame that we can't be playing footy full stop really yeah, I mean,
0: do you think they'll end up being finals? Are they going to call it? or Like, I'm a positive person. I'm hoping we, we do play, but, you know. Well, I'm a negative person, Stratton. I don't think we will. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, anyway, thank you for another episode of the Gippsland Footy Show. Coming up on SEN Track Latrobe Valley Trackside with Paddy Gachet, David Taggart, and Simon O'Donnell. Thank you for listening to the show, and we'll see you all next week.